1: Good evening, Rifters. This is Rifts and Rules, the 5e DD podcast, where we go through the many 5e books and talk about various rules that enhance your gameplay experience. I'm Nathan, the dungeon master of Riftwake.
2: And I'm Remy Morris on Riftwake. And today we're here to talk to you about barbarians. Barbar. <laughs> so uh continuing on with our classes series barbarians are next up and well golly gee this is one where i have some personal experience Uh, morris on the show is a barbarian who would have thought anyone who listens to the intro and hears me say and i'm remy playing morris pembroke human barbarian That that was a joke, but okay. I have fun saying that. I don't fully know why. It's just fun to say barbarian in that same tone every time. Eh, Whatever. Have fun where you can. Anyway. Barbarians are a melee class, non-magical for the most part. So the lore of a barbarian is that they're... A wild man, for the most part. Someone from the fringes of civilization that is off adventuring for reasons. But generally speaking, they're depicted as someone uncomfortable in cities or around crowds, and they prefer being in nature. But whatever you want the lore of a barbarian to be in your world what really matters when it comes to barbarians is their rage. Rage is the core of what makes a barbarian a barbarian and not a fighter. A fighter is a more precise melee type character, while a barbarian is brute force. So as a barbarian levels up, they are able to enter rages that give them bonus damage as well as other bonuses depending on what uh, barbarian path they end up choosing when i say they're a brute there's a good amount of actual customization though on exactly what angle you want to take because at first level barbarians get a very very useful feature called unarmored defense while you're not wearing any armor your armor class equals 10 plus your dexterity modifier plus your constitution modifier you can use a shield and still gain this benefit so normally characters Armor class is just 10 plus your dex. So the fact that they get their dex and their con added means that if you have a barbarian who is good in both of those two stats, you can have a barbarian with armor equivalent to, say, chainmail relatively easily, even though they're mostly naked. Also, give your barbarians a shirt. They don't need to always be half naked. anyway tangent that's just a pet peeve of mine it's cold out clothes are useful (laughs) so the fact that you can have the dex and the con and shield also so you can have let's say average stat barbarian so if you've got well actually a little better than average let's say you've got a 14 dexterity a 14 constitution that would give you a plus two and a plus two and a shield for another plus two. So 16 AC at level one for a barbarian with reasonable stats while not wearing any armor. So the fact that they don't have to worry about that cost as they level up, and the fact that they don't have to Just deal with that at all having that kind of ac is a massive massive benefit to the class as a whole regardless of the path they go down so part of what makes a barbarian particularly fun and this is honestly one of my favorite features and somewhat underutilized i've seen elsewhere they have a feature at second level called reckless attack where you can Throw aside all concern for defense to attack with fierce desperation. When you make your first attack on your turn, you can decide to attack recklessly. Doing so gives you advantage on melee weapon rolls using strength during this turn, but attacks against you have advantage until your next turn. So getting the option to not need to flank or not need to use a type of spell from an ally that grants advantage having the ability to just give yourself advantage even with the trade-off of granting advantage also is massively advantageous so especially if you consider a barbarian has the potential to just soak up damage more than any other class i would say barbarians are massively massively good at just taking damage they are the only class in the game that has a d12 as a hit die so if you use average hit points as you build up a character, they would get seven hit points plus their con mod every level. So if we're going with that uh 14 con that we mentioned in the earlier example, that would mean nine additional hit points every single level. So this is a character that by mid-game can easily have a triple-digit number of hit points. And in addition to that, One of the big benefits of their rage is that while raging, they have a resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. Now, one very important detail that is different in that phrasing compared to a lot of monsters in the game. A lot of monsters, like a vampire off the top of my head, has a resistance to non-magical bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. The barbarians is just total resistance. It doesn't matter if it's a magic weapon. It doesn't matter if it isn't. They resist all of it. Uh, also, a kind of kind of tangent to that, but a fun fact. Because a barbarian is resistant to all bludgeoning damage, that also would include falling damage while they're in a rage. So if a barbarian decides to rage while they're falling a great distance, they'll take half damage from the fall. So you could have just a barbarian fall from a stupid distance and then just get up. Hero landing? (laughs) Uh, Yes, they could do the hero landing. (laughs) I mean considering that a fall is uh d6 per ten feet. So if you have a barbarian fall a hundred feet, that would be ten d six. So thirty-five ish average damage, which would and that mean isn't that? Um- hmm.
1: I-, I can imagine this. And, and that wouldn't kill like Morrison or anything, it'd just be like <laughs> And then he stands out like a fucking
2: boss. I don't have his character sheet up right now, but I want to say Morris has something like 56 hit points at level 5. So that would mean then that unless I rolled... Well, no, even if I did. So a 100-foot fall could do a maximum of of, uh, 60 damage, 10d6, which would mean that Morris raging while falling, or before the fall would only take a maximum of 30 damage. So Morris could fall 100 feet and just get right back up and at most lose half of his hit points at fifth level. (laughs) That's ridiculous and I love it. Uh, Anyway, there is a bit of downside to raging as a barbarian in that it is not A class that is suited to multiclassing with any spellcaster as part of rage is that if you're able to cast spells, you can't cast them or concentrate on them while raging which is really unfortunate because there definitely are a lot of spells that are useful to melee characters that a barbarian just isn't able to do so you can't multi-class wizard and cast shield you can't you know cast haste yourself although if you have an ally cast haste on you that is a fantastic combo would, would be an so well unfortunately no because it just is If you are able to cast spells, it has no limit on the how. Uh, However, that is cast spells. If you have a magic item with an effect given to you by an artificer ally or with an artificer multiclass, that would be a kind of loophole to it. Magic items are very much a barbarian's friend. (laughs) Alright, so another very much underutilized barbarian feature. Uh, Also at 2nd level, Danger Sense. You get advantage on dexterity saving throws against effects that you can see, such as traps and spells. To gain this benefit, you can't be blinded, deafened, or incapacitated. So, advantage on dex saves against all spells and traps you can see. So, the big one that immediately comes to mind for me. uh, Fireball. One of the very, very overused spells, because it is so very powerful for its level, is a dexterity saving throw. So the fact that a barbarian could potentially, well, not potentially, if they see the spell coming, which as long as it's not a surprise, they in theory should, means that they will always have that advantage on a saving throw against fireball and that is one of the most used spells in the game so having that effect very very good so at third level is where barbarians pick their primal path i'm going to just skip that for the moment to go over the general barbarian abilities before getting into the various path choices Uh, There's the typical ability score improvements at 4th, 8th, 12th, 16th, and 19th. Uh, At 5th level, they get extra attack, whereas in action, they get to attack twice instead of once when they take the attack action. Ooh, was that a fun milestone for me when Morris got his extra attack. Also at 5th level, you get fast movement where your speed increases by 10 feet while you aren't wearing heavy armor. So, given that a barbarian will rarely choose to wear armor, that is a general movement speed for most races, then, of 40 feet. So that means that after 5th level, a barbarian will end up faster than any other race naturally and it's only other barbarians and monks that will have equal or greater speed and honestly considering how often some dms will throw enemies at you just out of that typical 30 feet movement speed that most creatures have a little bit of extra speed can make a big difference in combat in that can you reach them and attack or do you have to use the dash action to just get to them (laughs)
1: Haha, <laughs> very funny, Remy.
2: You've gotten better, and I do appreciate that, but boy did that grind my gears the few times that happened. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have my biases. I am completely open about that fact. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Okay, I'm just going to go through these a little faster. I don't need to read every single thing. If you're listening to this, you're interested in D&D and probably have access to the player's handbook. So I'll just mention uh, faster. Uh, As they level up, they can get advantage on initiative rolls. Also, you can avoid being surprised and still get to take your turn during a surprise round and just need to use your rage on that turn. Uh, They also get boosts. To their critical hit damage. And that even increases as they level up. Uh, Also, as you level, you get more and more uh chances to use your rage so you don't have to worry about conserving the two that you start out with and that you get a more reasonable number as you go up in level and can use them in combat but even potentially out of combat for some of the damage resistance that it gives you and some of the other advantages that it gives you access to uh one more that i will actually fully read though because It is another severely underutilized one that I see at least, Relentless Rage. Starting at the 11th level, your rage can keep you fighting despite grievous wounds. If you drop to zero hit points while you're raging and don't die outright, you can make a DC 10 constitution saving throw. If you succeed, you drop to one hit point instead. Each time you use this feature after the first, the DC increases by five, resetting with a short or long rest. Holy moly, is that powerful. So considering that, in theory, strength and constitution are, generally speaking, the two highest stats for a barbarian character. So if you have even just that uh, plus two constitution, which hopefully you'd even have a better one, but if, considering the fact that uh, barbarians also have proficiency with constitution saving throws, then at 11th level, that would be... uh, four proficiency at that level yeah four so four proficiency plus two so plus six so a plus six to make a dc 10 constitution saving throw is pretty good odds and considering that it only goes up to a plus 15 after that which would mean that even at a plus six you'd still have a better than 50 50 shot so you can potentially twice prevent yourself from death per short rest again i don't know why that one isn't used more often although to be fair it is an 11th level feature so it may just be that few games get to that point uh more crit damage after that more crit damage more crit they get a lot of crit (sighs) boosts At 18th level, they get a fun feature, which is that if your total for a strength check is less than your strength score, you can use the score in place of the total. So that means that any time a high-level barbarian makes, say, an athletics check, if they happen to roll badly, it doesn't really matter. So if you've got, you know, a plus 7 athletics and just roll a 2, Then instead of that nine, you would just use your strength score of 14 or 16 or whatever it actually is. So, considering that again, strength is generally going to be your highest score, that will allow you to automatically succeed on the most common athletics checks that you're going to run into, will have a 10 or 15 DC. So, you'll automatically succeed on pretty much all of them if you have a reasonable strength. Now, the 20th level capstone ability for barbarians, I will argue, is one of the most powerful in the game for any class. Primal champion, at 20th level, you embody the power of the wilds. Your strength and constitution scores increase by 4. Your maximum for those scores is now 24 Both parts of that are huge. Generally speaking, ability score improvements max you out at a score of 20. So no ability score without powerful magic allows you to have a higher score than 20. So the fact that a barbarian is able to get that boost to potentially 24 is massive. The amount of health that you would get by having a con that high, the strength, so your attack and damage that you would do by having a strength score that high, not to mention having that high a strength, making your uh, indomitable might that I've mentioned previously using uh, your strength score for your strength check, you would just automatically succeed on pretty much anything. If you have a strength score of 24 you're not gonna run into a lot of athletics checks with a dc higher than 20 <laughs> so having that capstone ability only at 20th level does mean that barbarians i would argue are one of the classes where you really have to decide if you want to ever multi-class in because only a pure barbarian can get to level 20 unless your game has different rules than standard but generally speaking if you multi-class at all then you miss the ability to attain that power and who boy is it a good one sorry had to mute to sneeze are you there nathan yeah okay making sure if we had tech issues best to find out now <sighs> one two three four five six wow okay so a barbarian has six primal paths available and uh one actually additional one uh, seventh that is in unearthed arcana but technically not canon so not gonna count that one So there is the Ancestral Guardian, the Battle Rager, the Berserker, the Storm Herald, the Totem Warrior, and the Zealot. So Ancestral Guardian generally just gives you access to a connection to the spirits that helps shield you as you level up, getting various abilities that help uh the battle rager officially speaking is a dwarfs only path which is a little bit odd but generally speaking is a class that just gives you access to spiked armor and using that armor to punish (laughs) your enemies uh the berserker is generally what most think of for what a barbarian is as just constantly raging and going into a frenzy and does give you some rather useful abilities to avoid being charmed or frightened while raging Uh, you can get a (laughs) intimidating presence ability Uh, you can even get a special one for that one at 14th level Uh, when you take damage from a creature next to you you can use your reaction to make a melee attack against them there is a reason that that is one of the more commonly used paths. Uh, Path of the Storm Herald, I would say, is actually a somewhat underutilized one, which is that you get access to a bit of magic that is based on a... uh, What's the word? Uh, What is the word for place? Uh, Biome. Let's go with that. So you to choose desert, sea, or tundra, and get fire or cold or lightning. Or sorry, uh, fire, lightning, yeah, fire, lightning, and cold damage dealt to your enemies in various ways as you level up. It's a really cool one, but not used as much. Now the totem warrior, I would actually say, is my favorite one because it has one particular ability that is so massively overpowered that it is lovely and something that i use very very often in other games that i play in oddly enough morris is not this i chose to do something else with him but the totem warrior uh, attunes with animals to give various abilities to your character and the totem of the bear that you pick when you Pick the path at third level. While raging, you have resistance to all damage except psychic damage. The spirit of the bear makes you tough enough to stand up to any punishment. Holy shit. All damage except psychic resisted. So instead of just having the bludgeoning, piercing, slashing that all barbarians get, everything. So you'd take Half damage from a fireball. Half damage from Cone of Cold. Half damage from Disintegrate. Half damage from everything. I don't think I need to elaborate too much more on how useful that is. So considering that a Barbarian is a lot of hit points, a reasonable armor class, and with that having resistance to all damage except Psychic, Barbarians can be incredibly effective tanks in the game. And if you want to be the tankiest tank that tanks, being a totem warrior bear barbarian is a very good way to do so. And then finally, we have the zealot, which is what Morris is. So the zealot is a barbarian with a religious connection. It is almost cleric inspired so part of the story reason is that morris does have a rather powerful religious figure as his mentor so i made the choice that he would go down the path of the zealot and that gives you divine abilities it gives you access to radiant or necrotic damage as a bonus whenever you hit someone each turn. So having that extra holy damage is very useful for a lot of characters if you're fighting, you know, undead that are vulnerable to radiant damage. So having a melee character that most don't expect to have radiant is a fun, unexpected thing. Now, also, this next one, uh, next feature, rather, is one that is... Another one that is highly underutilized in that I can't believe that zealots aren't more popular. And I have to imagine that a lot of people just don't know that this exists. Third level. So as soon as you pick the path, a zealot gets warrior of the gods at third level your soul is marked for endless battle if a spell such as raise dead has the sole effect of restoring you to life but not undeath the caster doesn't need material components to cast the spell on you holy shit so that would mean that let's say if you are a fifth level party and you have someone in the party that has revivify They don't need that, you know, hundreds of gold worth of diamonds to cast the spell. They could just as an action, bam, you're back alive or raise dead. 500 gold worth of diamonds? Not for you. So the fact that you don't need the material component, which means that in a world that has resurrection, that is insanely powerful. Unfortunately, just for me personally, with the more limited, as in pretty much non-existent, resurrections in Riftwake, this feature is not so useful, but so be it. And as you level, you get more divine abilities, but honestly, the those first ones are the big focus in my eyes. So that is the description of all of the abilities of a barbarian now let's briefly just get into how to use them honestly a barbarian can be summed up with two potential focuses offense or defense generally speaking you're gonna go somewhere in the middle between them but they have massive potential in both directions So I've honestly already talked more on the defensive side as I went. So just their hit points, their armor, and their unarmored ability. So one kind of fun tangential option that a lot of people don't think about for a barbarian is that because their armor is based on their dex and con, there is an argument to be made for a dex posterity focused barbarian and that just creates a kind of fun character in my head at least of imagine there's just an elf or even a ladrin who just has a massive temper and learn to focus their magic to take advantage of that fact So imagine just this snooty Aladrin who has a fantastic dexterity and a good constitution. So let's just say they've got an 18 dexterity with that beautiful elf racial bonus. And let's say they've got a 16 constitution as their next best stat. That would mean that at first level with those stats... Uh, 18 dexterity would be a plus four, 16 con plus three. So you would have 17 AC and then 19 with a shield at level one. That is massive. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of a barbarian's offense is focused on strength weapon attacks so such a build would lose the rage damage but if you are focusing on a defensive build there is an argument to be made for it on the offense side though <sighs> so morris is very much built to be an offensive mate, mate, barbarian yes what two minutes and we're done Uh-uh.
1: Um, I've noticed something a couple of times. You oh, basically, no. I can't hear you for like an entire second. So in post, I might have to get you to record those <sighs> wins right. again. So that's all I need to all tell right. you. So that's bye. fine.
2: That, hopefully next week, this won't be necessary anymore. All right. Um, so Morris is built to be, instead of the tankiest tank that tanks, the hideous hitter that hits. So, there is a feat called Great Weapon Master that gives you the ability to choose when you make an attack to take a negative 5 to your attack roll, but if you hit, get a plus 10 to your damage. So, Morris uses this a lot so every time that i declare that morris will try to hit good that is just my jokey way to refer to using great weapon master and trying to deal stupid amounts of damage so even taking a first level well okay first level human barbarian so a variant human does get a feat at level one so a variant human taking great weapon master level one uh let's say they've got a 16 strength so that would be a plus 5 to hit so using great weapon master they would be rolling plus 5 and then minus 5 so just a flat d20 with no bonus but if they manage to hit would do let's say they have a great axe so a d12 plus 13 at level 1 uh barbarians are just beautiful in terms of damage output but anyway, b- barbarians, in summary, are an underappreciated class. A lot of the time, people will want to be a fighter or a rogue more than a barbarian because they do have a reputation of being a very simple character. And even though a barbarian does very often have intelligence as its dump stat when it's being built, honestly, I think more can prove that a barbarian can still be an interesting character. And just because they don't have a huge amount of options in combat, they just hit good does not at all mean you can't have a blast doing it.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of Refs and Rules. Please leave us a review and give us five stars on iTunes. Also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash reflect podcast. Tears start as low as a dollar, and even that much really helps us out. Supporters get benefits such as behind-the-scenes content, early access to episodes, access to Patreon Discord, where you'll be able to chat with the cast, and even a shout-out on the show. Find us on social media, on Twitter at Riff Podcast, on Facebook at RiffWake, and on Reddit on the subreddit r slash Podcast. And now, send us an email, riffsandrules at gmail.com.
2: That's riffs A-N-D, rules at
3: gmail.com. Have a good one. Bye!